Welcome back to the Mindful Student Podcast. In today's episode, we are kicking off our new solo female travel series, and we are joined by Shannon in Bali. We talk about the beauty of slow travel and also the challenges you might face when traveling alone. This is a great episode for anyone, but especially those who are about to embark in their own travels too. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, hi Shannon from all the way in Bali. Do you want to just tell me how how that came about? Like how you got to Bali and why you decided to go traveling? Yeah, so I realised in my placement year that I wanted to take a year out after university to go travelling. So I funded this whole trip myself and I saved throughout university and I knew I wanted to take a year out. But when I graduated, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So I ended up picking up quite a lot of opportunities and working as a freelancer And so I actually had to get a mentor to coach me to book my ticket to go traveling because I had so much anxiety about going solo. So I booked it for the end of October to go out to Bali. And in between that time of getting ready to go, I ended up signing a contract to work at a company in San Francisco whilst traveling. And I also had an opportunity to basically be the young person on a board but then about a week before I went traveling I basically had a mentor come to me and he made me realize that I'd already filled up my schedule before I'd even left to go to Bali so I basically said no to both of those contracts and I managed to get myself out of them and it just allowed me to come to Bali as a free spirit and start my life traveling as just Shannon. That's such a bold decision on your part but obviously you know it was what's meant to be so you yes you quit your job or you sort of turned down this job opportunity and then traveled to Bali by yourself and what was that like when you arrived? So I had so much anxiety around arriving because even the fact that I was getting picked up at 11pm by this guy. But when I got to Bali, I realised why everybody said it was so safe because this guy that picked me up was like a short king and he was also a meditation teacher. So we basically just spoke about meditation the whole way to the hotel. And then when I arrived in Bali and I had my first proper day I realized that Bali is basically like Barbie land it has so many solo female travelers and it's also like hippie land as well because basically all the girls just walk around in like bralettes and like yoga gear and then all the guys are just in like vest tops and like yoga pants and It's also a bit like Super Mario Brothers as well because everybody has a bike here. They don't have proper pavements. So everybody is basically like zooming around the island on a motorbike or a moped. And it's genuinely like the best feeling in the world to me being on the back of somebody's bike. And it's also just super easy to make friends here. I think I pick up around four or five numbers a day and I'm not even staying in hostels. I'm just staying in hotels. It's just through going to yoga classes and just going into restaurants and being open to forming relationships. 
But at the same time, if anybody here is interested in traveling and going into hostels is genuinely just like the best thing as well, because it's so easy to make meet people there. Everybody's super friendly and really kind. But the only thing about hostels is that everybody there approaches traveling quite fast. They approach it a bit like race across the world. And what I realized through traveling myself is that I prefer slow travel. I enjoy doing what I want and just enjoying (laughs) the place for what it is. I don't feel the need to race around to get a picture. I don't even have Instagram. It's just because I was speaking to this girl and she basically told me how she measures success in her travels is whether she can get a good picture. And for me, that doesn't really resonate. So I'll just give an example, like right now I'm literally living in a co-living, co-working space and I'm not even working. I just enjoy being around entrepreneurs and every night I'm talking business ideas until like, you know, 2 a.m. And that might not light everyone up. And for some people that would be more like work than travel or a holiday, but that's what I enjoy I enjoy creativity I enjoy ideas I enjoy hearing people's stories so for me this is almost like a break and a holiday just having these conversations and then another thing as well which is really amazing about Bali is that the synchronicities that you have with people so you can make friends with somebody and then for the next few days you'll just keep bumping into them without even trying and it's just very magical in that way and then also just like a quick cultural difference is that the Balinese people are super kind they're very generous and hard-working obviously we are everywhere across the world but just generally in Bali they just radiate such a kind aura and with that it's quite easy to live a luxurious lifestyle here if you're from the west like you know for example I give them a bag of laundry and it comes back ironed. I've just had a facial today and you can have a massage for about three pounds and all the food is just super good and organic. And for somebody with allergies, the fact that every other restaurant is vegan and gluten free and like I can just eat everything. It's just amazing that this is the norm here. So as a whole, it's a very high frequency and high energy life in Bali and a lot of people here are spiritual and they've been drawn to Bali because they're seeking purpose and they've come to that realization that there's more to life than the external and my final point would just be that I've really overcome quite a lot of fears whilst traveling um, a lot of traumas that I've been like storing in my body and especially limiting beliefs whilst coming here so yeah it's been a it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it sounds like perfect land, you know, like the, the idea that you just had a facial this morning and like someone comes and does all your washing for you. Could you give me an example of a fear that you've maybe overcome? Yeah, so I remember before I came out traveling, I was really anxious about coming out as a solo female traveller and my nan just said to me, as long as you don't get on the back of a random guy's bike, you'll be okay. And the other day I was on the back of this random guy's bike having the best time of my life and 
I realised in that moment how much I've grown since going travelling. And what I mean by this is that there's two ways that you can measure life. There's external growth. So, yep, tick, you got the mortgage, tick, you got the dog, tick, you got the relationship. But then there's also inner growth. And that's what travelling has done to me. And I think especially my friendship with guys has completely changed whilst going travelling because back at home, a lot of my friendships were with guys were quite superficial we never really got into deep chats they were just sort of taking the mickey out of me but then going traveling and having these conversations about the fact that a lot of guys have been hurt by women has just really like opened my eyes and just changed my perspective on things so I have this like real trust now that I didn't have before. I am actually interested in going to Bali it'll be next year but do you think you're in a bubble because I know that you went with the intention of meditation and yoga do you think like someone like me who's maybe not as into meditation as you would experience the same sort of thing or do you think you've had a unique experience? I do think that it's important to note that I'm basically in Ubud in Bali and it's basically like a spiritual bubble and not the whole of Bali is like this like For the first three weeks traveling, I was quite used to just wearing whatever I wanted and just wearing dresses. And I went to this place called Changu and I was there for about two nights before coming back to Ubud because of the amount of like comments I got there and I just did not feel safe. So I do feel like Ubud is a bit like a spiritual bubble. And there's basically two types of people here. There's people that come here and stay and live and experience the magic. And there's people that just race through and they might spend three days here go to see the monkeys in the jungle and then be on to their next thing so I think if you're open to the experience and you recognize the beauty in this place you will experience it but definitely not everybody has I remember I was at this hostel and this girl was laughing at me that I was spending six nights in this hostel in Ubud because she was like, you just won't last. And because she had done two nights and it was enough for her. And I've been here for around eight weeks. And I mean, even the taxi drivers are laughing at me at this point because they're just like a bit shocked that I've stayed here for so long. But I just keep getting drawn back and I really enjoy the lifestyle here and it really fits my interests. But with that about it fitting my interests was that for the first four weeks here I was getting really deep into focusing on yoga and meditation and it did really burn me out so the way that I'm approaching traveling now is that I'm just trying to do one thing every day outside of my comfort zone and yesterday I went to an impromptu comedy club and the other day I played paddle tennis for the first time and today I did some acro yoga class so I'm trying to just change it up and I've come to that realisation that life is about enjoyment and it's about having fun. It's about dancing and laughing and doing random things. Life doesn't have to be so serious. Definitely. And I think I can really tell that you've developed this confidence that I really do think that you can transfer like when you go back to the UK or... I know that you're going to Australia next, so it'll be really interesting to have a catch up with you then to see whether you're having the same sort of experience as you are in 
in Bali as you are in Australia. So, I mean, I love the idea of like going to a comedy club. I think that's hilarious. And yeah, so out of anyone's comfort zone. So it's really cool that you're doing that. I guess from my point of view, I would quite like to know some tips for Bali, whether you would have done anything different. Because I know we've had an episode of burnout. So that was a really horrible time for you. And yeah, it must have been really stressful. So do you have any tips of what you would do if you came back to Bali? Yeah, I do. I think that a big thing for me has been acceptance. Because although I came to Ubud for the first three weeks, I was meeting all these people and they were treating traveling like race across the world and they were seeing as many things as possible. And for me, that's not what traveling's about. I really enjoy slow travel. I get joy out of really simple things. If I have a matcha latte, I'm good for the day. And I don't need to be doing things 24 seven to get enjoyment. And I don't feel the need to tick somebody else's boxes. But even though I have the self-confidence, which means my actions are doing that, in my mind, I was constantly drawing comparisons and thinking to myself, am I making the most out of this opportunity? So if I was to approach it again, I, I would just completely surrender to the process. And I came traveling with no plan. I just bought a one-way ticket and I came with the intention that I was just going to allow the plan to unfold and that's what I'm doing so I'm just being and I'm just allowing things to come to me now I don't feel the need to hustle and that's been a really big thing that I've learned whilst traveling is that I've had to hustle for most things in my life and for most things to come about I've had to put in quite a lot of hard work and for the first time in my life I'm realizing just stop and allow things to come to you. I really love that because I think people have this perception of traveling as yeah being really fast paced and like going partying and doing as many touristy things as you can and but there's actually such a beauty in living in this new country and the fact that you've been there for two months now you've really seen what it's like and you fully understand the locals and you've seen people come and go and you're accommodation I think that's yeah a really great tip for anyone who wants to travel is really think about like what you want to get out of it like do you want to go partying and do you want to just meet as many people as possible or do you actually want to have like you said this slow traveling and kind of embracing everything that you you come across I don't know if you'd agree with that yeah I definitely do and I think that it's appreciating what you do have and I'm not putting myself in a box either because if I do want to speed up my traveling I can do that and I can go on these tours they're a bit like school trips but I can go on these tours but they're not the type of people that I am necessarily seeking to meet and I I find it easier just going into a restaurant and somebody just approaching me and then somehow we're on the same vibe or just going to a yoga class and just talking to people afterwards it's I mean, it's very like effortless to travel, but you need to stay open to people. And I think solo traveling as well, you become a magnet for people and opportunities. Because I remember I met this couple in Bali and they were telling me how the Balinese, the, their experience in Bali was that uh, it's been quite antisocial compared to other places in Asia. And 
I was just like, honey, no. Like, I think they were just so consumed with like sticking together that they hadn't opened themselves up to people. But when you're by yourself, people can like sense that energy and they want to shower you with love and support and they want to help you and like give you tips and like buy you a drink. It's it's great. It's honestly just like so fun. And honestly, I would recommend solo traveling to anyone because I think there's this quote somewhere that if you can eat dinner by yourself you can basically do anything and I'm when you can have dinner by yourself comfortably as well you become very selective with who you allow around that table and that's what solo traveling has done to me like I'm picky with who I'll go to dinner with because I just want to be with people that are on my vibe and on my energy because otherwise I'd rather just eat alone to be honest because I enjoy my company now and that's what solo traveling has done to me because I've always been somebody where I've needed a best friend or I've needed a buddy to do things and just solo traveling is just so empowering and it just gives you this real energy and appreciation for life so I would just recommend it to anyone because you're just going to overcome so many fears and then can you just imagine how you're going to feel when you go back to your own country like dude anything's going to be possible you can make anything happen and that's what traveling does to you. I think that wraps up this episode really nicely and that's like a um, a really nice takeaway. Would you say that you have any other actionable takeaways um, that you've learnt from your solo travelling? Yeah, I would say going back to that new intention that I have to do one thing out of my comfort zone every day, maybe you could do that for your week. Try do something this week that is outside of your comfort zone whether that's attending a meditation class at uni going to a cooking class or doing some dancing just do one thing that you wouldn't usually do and just break your routine up a little bit because that's when you grow and that's when you find joy yeah i love that and i'm already excited for the next episode in this series so Wishing you health and happiness in your small step in self-development this week.